Hi, this is Tim Krolski. Most people might think they know what goes on in the life of a truck driver, but we thought it was time to understand the person that operates the truck, to find what actually drives them, and what really goes on before and after the brakes get set. Welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cab. Today I have a very special guest and a special topic, so something a little different from what we've done on previous shows. Uh, I want to introduce uh, Garner Trucking's safety manager, Emma Glasic. I got Hello. it right, didn't I? Yeah, That's you right. did. I'm Same. impressed. I'm go. impressed. It's trickier to spell, I think, than to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of Galichek. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, try having the last name Krolski, see where that gets Yeah, yeah, you. I'm sure. <laughs> so today, um, Emma, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. We've got uh, new hours of service rules that are going to be coming out on September 29th of this year. And uh, I felt it was necessary that maybe we sit down and have some, just some frank and op- open conversation about what these rules are, what it means uh, for, for our fleet and certainly the fleets that, that, that are all over the country. Uh, and specifically, maybe some, some driver position, driver attitudes on things and, and uh, just really try to get to the bottom of what those changes are really going to mean to not only our fleet, but again, you know, drivers across the country. Um, so the new rules will consist of a 30-minute break, which is the same as the old rule, but that break can be taken uh, while driving eight hours. So it's not a full eight hours of working and driving, right? Yeah, so not from the time you log on for your pre-trip, right? but when you've accumulated Eight hours, eight hours of driving. Of driving which that's a, that's a much different statement if you're starting your day and you've got uh, you know two hours of, of wait time at a customer or something like that right. it's not chewing into that time where you're gonna have to take that half hour break yeah that, and I mean there's some drivers that they end up not even driving eight hours in a day because the day's been rough so then they wouldn't have to take a 30 minute break at all right right which also a nice feature there also is some modification now for, and this is kind of the big thing, is the modification for the sleeper berth. Uh, we've been an, under a requirement to do, if we're going to split, if we're going to go beyond that 10-hour break, we, we have to split in an 8-2 and two fashion, so 8 hours here, 2 hours here. And there's some rules and guidelines that are, are very complicated. We could probably spend the next 20 minutes just talking about that. Yeah, and just confuse everybody. Right. <laughs> But uh, the reality is, is that there's going to be a, an addition to that split where you can either do an eight and two split or a seven and three split. Also, like seven and a half and two and a half. I mean, it, anything that's at least seven on the longer one, mm-hmm. those have to be in the sleeper berth. Right. The other shorter break of at least two, two have to combine and equal ten. Right. That one can be either off duty or sleeper berth. Okay. So, so what do you see uh, what do you see as the disadvantage of that? Well if there is one, I you know, I'm yeah. making an assumption. Um I can see where like if you're in a dock and, and stuff like that, but it really can add to the day because that short break is going to pause your fourteen hour clock. Okay. So let's say you end up, you know, waiting around for three hours off duty, it would pause your clock, your 14 hour clock, and then you would get, it would start up again and you could have a 17 hour day. Right. So. Which, which um, is questionable. And as a former, former uh, ops director, I I think it's questionable, uh, you know, as to how that really is going to help a driver 
uh, or frankly hurt a driver in some cases. Um, and obviously every company is going to address that piece, I would imagine, a little bit differently. I know for our organization this is more about sticking within those 14-hour guidelines and uh, allowing a driver to be able to take that three-hour and seven-hour split uh, or two-and-a-half and, and, and seven-and-a-half-hour split, however that needs to work out. Um, what I like about it is the flexibility gets back to some kind of primitive flexibilities that both you and I afforded back before you had e-logs and, and ELDs <laughs> and mandates. And, yeah, yeah, you had paper and you were able to go to a customer. And if you had to split, you could split five and five. You could split, you know, it, virtually just about any way you, you wanted to. And actually, at that time, it was only eight hours, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was eight hours. So, <laughs> so, so um, in, in essence, um, you could kind of work your day <clears throat> based on the demands of the day. So yeah. if you ended up at a customer that you could simply drop and hook and get moving, your logs could reflect that. Uh, but then maybe later in the day, you've got an offload that takes you three and a half hours, and you could put some of that time and get some rest and, and put that time in the sleeper berth. Uh, whereas by today's current rules, you can't really do that. And have yeah, it you're real limited. Out. So yep. this does add a lot of flexibility, which can be useful. Yeah, I can see drivers tending to use it more towards the end of the week. You know, to mm-hmm. maybe get home a couple hours earlier the next day. Right. So it's just uh, trying to understand. Well, the, and, the and frankly, at the end of the day, there should be advantage for the driver mm-hmm. because the what's the lure uh, you know of of our of our business in the first place the lure is is that you are you know that be your own boss right Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to make those types of decisions and quite frankly i think a lot of that has been taken not all for bad reason no um you know from a safety aspect i love the world that we live in in trucking now versus when i was on the road or when you were on the road yeah um and you've had experience in both worlds so you you know what i'm talking about there uh, I just think it's it's good to be able to have some control over that day and say, okay, I can afford to take this three-hour break right now and then use that seven hours a little later on in my day and still do the same job that the other driver might be taking a 10-hour break and then yeah. operating for 11 hours. So a um, couple of more things, uh, again, kind of may not really directly affect our fleet, um, just because of the, the the nature of our business and the things w- that that we do, but uh, lengthening that sh- that short haul exemption uh, from a, a twelve to fourteen hours and and going from a hundred to a hundred and fifty air miles. Um, That's pretty big. I mean, for the industry, yeah, you know. Um, but I don't. We're not going to, you know, utilize that. So where's its place, Emma? Where where do you feel its place is? You know, we have. Um, just drivers that are running from here to, you know, Chicago, and, you know, maybe they can get that little bit closer mm-hmm. um, or doing relays. Um, a lot of times in the automotive type, yep. you know, they do a lot of that stuff. So I think it just gives them a, a little bit more freedom to get some miles under your belt because if you're doing all city, you know, you're just going to be stopping and going. So Well, it's, but it's the same. I guess that's the same thing I've said very often when it comes to this job. It's one thing to be doing all city. It's one thing to have to deal with that type of tra- traffic, that type of b- backing situations. You know, you're getting into these 
uncomfortable areas. You yeah. Know, the, almost all day you're, you're, yeah. you're dealing with that. So that, that uh, beer delivery or that milk delivery, that, you know, that pop delivery, whatever you're, what are you dropping off of that truck during the course of the day? Those boys and girls are in working hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in yeah. their own kind of, own kind of world with that. Whereas, you know, for what we do, most of it over the road and, and longer distances and those opportunities to be unsafe present themselves in other ways, you know, yeah. you're miles and miles down the highway, um, backing situations that really only command about 10% of, of the workload that you do, which makes that to me a little more dangerous so it is yeah two different worlds and uh, to try and have those collide especially with a company like ours i agree with you i think uh, staying away from that is just probably a better plan um modifications for adverse driving talk a little bit about that because that's the, that's the fourth point of, of yeah. these new hours of service rules yeah it used to be um you would only get uh, an additional two hours of drive time but you had to do it within your 14 right well, if you're in adverse conditions, you ain't going very fast, so um, your 14 would burn up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And now they've added two to the 14 as well. So you would have 13 hours to drive within a 16-hour period. And then the difference is um, who is responsible for the knowledge of an adverse condition? Right. Yeah, it was dispatch. Mm-hmm. You know, And at the time of dispatch... You know, they need to say, is there going to be an adverse condition or not? So it would be something that's unknown um, and unpredictable. Right. You know, so. So so would you, so by the, that token, it, it does raise an interesting point. I know, for example, um, I try to check my weather report mm-hmm. uh, before I go to sleep. And then when I get up in the morning, that's one of the first things I'm doing in the morning is checking what the weather is going to be. Um, and virtually everyone's made the statement about weather people that that's the only business you can actually be wrong in and Absolutely. still have a job the next day. But we find that uh, those situations change dramatically, um, not not only here in Ohio, but virtually I think anywhere it's, that can be that can be true. So, what at what point do you draw a line in the sand and say, okay, we didn't know that this was coming, the snowstorm was coming, we didn't know that. Um, torrential rainfall was going to happen we didn't know anything about this tornado that was going to be coming through the air. yeah i mean you can only trust it so much right um you know we still got to move the freight and stuff and i i understand that uh, but you know if, if it's coming down a lot faster or you didn't expect the glaze of ice underneath mm-hmm. um you know that stuff that's unknown right you know. Shutting down a highway, you know, you get into those Accidents. situations. You, you can't, you can't predict for everything, as you're pointing out. Yeah. But it's an interesting set of rules. So overall, do you think this was a good decision, bad decision? It doesn't really matter. You know, for for the two of us, uh, we both um, have prominent positions within the organization. You being in that safety world, and me so more so on the operations side of things. That we have to support the laws of the, uh, of the country. We have to support the laws uh, yeah. re- regarding that hours of service and do right by the organization and for our drivers. But on maybe a more personal note, good decision, bad decision, where, where's your head at with this? What do you think? The overall of it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm torn. You know, when you set your brakes at the end of a 14-hour day, you're tired. Yeah, that's you know? it. That's I, it. I mean, I've had, I've had days where, man, my clock ran down and I thought, 
man, I could just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I sat there for five minutes doing my paperwork and stuff. And now and I'm tired. Yeah, it kind of hits you. And well, I think that's the part of the job people don't understand until you do it is how fatiguing using your brain is all day. Yeah. Because trucking's not really a physical job for most of us anyway. You know, right. You have some yeah. different departments, flatbed departments, those types of things where there's some physical work, real physical work. Mm-hmm. Um, but for but, but for what we do, it, it is. It's mental. Oh, yeah. Mental I mean, just game. the amount of clocks we have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, you add on directions and detours and, you know, every four-wheeler that goes around you, are they going to cut you off and yeah it's it's exhausting right it really is right. so um love it <laughs> love driving but yeah it is it's really tiring and so you know the thought of running a 17 hour day it's a challenge it it's is a, a challenge much. and i feel I, like I'm in that concern. regard it does it takes us backwards a little bit as an yeah. industry from that standpoint and depending really on the attitudes of uh, of those that are either going to try and i guess quote unquote enforce that type of situation i know again for our drivers we we've agreed upon here's our operation and here's how we're doing things and we're going to continue with the attitude of a four, 14 hour clock yeah and um for for our drivers and for our organization i think that's just simply the right thing to do but um it does beg the question because you are going to have drivers that are out there that will continue to exploit that 17 hour day that they can have and the question becomes then does that make the industry safe unsafe does it make things convenient uh does it help shippers and receivers more than it helps the trucking company does it help everybody and you know there's there's a positive silver lining to all this for everyone um, I personally, I like the flexibility, like I said, with that split to be able to manage that a little bit better. I, frankly, I wish that would have gone a little further. I, I feel like as long as you were at a two-hour minimum mm-hmm. for that break, you could break that any way you wanted to. If you wanted a five-and-five five or a four-and-six, you ought to be able to do that, to offer that flexibility to a driver. That's yeah. just my opinion on it. The stopping the clock, you know, that's mm-hmm. a big issue. Mm-hmm. And um, I have concerns about the liability issue of it. Sure. You know, if uh, there were to be a bad accident, well, hey, your your driver was going for seventeen hours. Well, right. Yeah, yeah it was legal, but right. you know, where but the lawyers it? are still going to ask some questions regarding exactly. that. You're absolutely exactly. right about so that. That's a it's a big concern. You know, plus, like I said, you know, beyond that fourteen hour clock, you're tired, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to shut down, and then re- we realize that you know what? I think I could use a break, a shower, or something to eat. You know, I can't tell you how many days you, I know a lot of our drivers just kind of forget to eat because you're go, go, go all day long, you know. There's places, there's things to do. And I almost look at that at, I I almost look at that at like uh, uh, the situation with an hourglass where it just gets flipped over and you're watching the sands run out all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got places to go and things to take care of and you want to make sure that you're on time and doing things safely. And in the meantime, there's X, Y, Z that's getting in your way, be mm-hmm. it traffic conditions or law enforcement or, you know, yeah, I mean, any, any number of shippers, receivers, you name it. You know, you got dispatchers, your end you know, <laughs> zone. And if you don't make it all the way there, man, it, yeah. you just feel like you didn't accomplish yeah, what you needed. I failed. Yeah. And. Often it has very little to do with, you know, the driver themselves. Yeah, because most of it is out of their control at exactly. that point. I, I completely agree. Um, I, 
in kind of preparing for this conversation, I tried to take a look at some different perspectives just to offer uh, some different thought processes to what even maybe maybe the differences between you and I are, or you know, seems like we're pretty much on the same page with things. But um, even leadership from the ATA and TCA are they're both in favor of those hours of service changes, which I think is great to have that kind of support from um, from our representatives on the on, yeah. a, on a national level and the folks that march up the hill and and have those conversations with our legislators. Uh, John Leibolt uh, from uh, TCA is the president there. Uh, says these changes are a step closer uh, to achieving full flexibility, you know, in the sleeper berth. Uh, Chris Beer from ATA, same sort of thing. I expect to pre- express some appreciation for the adjustment to the regulations while still holding to the core limitations uh, of the driver's work and, and sleep routines, which I kind of feel like that is borderline, you know, with that 14 or 17 hour day. There's, yeah. I don't know that, are, are we respecting those limitations or or, or not? Yo, know, as far as the driver being able to use mm-hmm. them, um, I mean, yeah, they're legal, but they better be resting, you know what I mean? I mean, right. it just, it's, right now we're just going to kind of not push anybody to do it. But I know we're going to have drivers that will want to do that. And yeah. You know, yep. could probably run that every day. I don't really know that, um, you know, that kind of an extension helps, um, you know, relay situations, be it, you know, UPS or a, an Amazon or, um, yeah. as you're pointing out, automotive industry. I don't know that any of those things will help that if you're utilizing that truck on a 24-hour basis with multiple drivers in it. Yeah. That extension of the day just kind of... <laughs> It takes away from that yeah. that sort of productivity too, which has not really been a consideration or a conversation that I've seen in any of this. And of course, it's our job as trucking companies to figure out the best way to operate and 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 uh, maximize profits along with safety. But I think it's interesting that I haven't really seen a whole lot of literature or, or conversation from the company standpoint talking about those particular issues because that is an operational change if you're. Oh yeah, it's huge. You know, and like I said, we're gonna have drivers that they're gonna be thrilled about this, and um, others that don't. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Know. I know. I read uh, some driver comments, looking uh, looking at some different blogs and things over the last couple of weeks, because you know it's one thing again for for our industry and for our people um, that you know we have we have the good fortune to be able to have conversation with on a daily basis or weekly basis you can get to see our drivers just based on the size of our organization and the frequency that drivers come in but um some of those different perspectives out there you know i've (laughs) some drivers saying yeah you'll you'll all find out when dispatchers start to use uh and start demanding you know things uh, as far as these hours of service are concerned i've seen um some confusion uh, from several drivers t- talking through some different blogs and things that, um, you know, they're asking questions and their peers are responding with, quite frankly, the correct information based on how the laws are reading um, and, and what will go into effect on the 29th. But uh, at the end of the day there, it's not registering for for all those drivers either. They're still confused a little bit by some of these rules oh, yeah. and, and, and the changes that are coming. What would you what would you contribute as kind of the easiest way to, to really understand those those main points, especially that split sleeper sleeper berth? Are there any tricks you're using right now as you're talking to our drivers to kind of get them prepared? Um, you know, just that the longer break has to be in the sleeper berth. Okay. And then the shorter break, 
what you want to do is if I'm going to lay down and take an, an eight-hour break, then I know when I wake up in the morning, I got to go back in my logs and find that too that I need. Mm-hmm. And then it's that time in between is what comes off your clocks after you complete your eight. So I think if drivers focus on that, you know, what would normally come off your 14 is going to come off your 14. Right. What would normally come off your 11 is going to come off your 11. Right. And the remainder is what you get back. What, you, what you've got back. So. And, and that's, you know, maybe I wouldn't have explained that the same way that you did, but the fundamentals of that are exactly the way that I would run logs. Yeah. If you're talking about a split situation, you just are constantly looking back. Yeah. You look back at that last whatever it was, whether it was drive time or whether it was break time, and you just do some simple subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, drivers, the remainders. They know the numbers. Right. But like I said, there's so many clocks that we're messing with, and now we have <laughs> so much, man, so many more variations yeah. of it as well. So, I mean, it's challenging. So maybe especially it was at better. the end of the day. Maybe it was better that there isn't uh, more ways to split. Oh yeah. As we get started, yeah. so I wonder maybe down the road that that doesn't get lobbied and um, there's a different conversation yeah. a year, two years. I know from the now. teams miss five fives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it makes that. good sense. Yeah, it makes good sense in some situations. But that to me is where that flexibility really needed to go back to for the driver is so that there's that opportunity to say I'm compliant. Mm-hmm. Because I'm following the hours of service, I'm following the things that need to get done so that I'm legal, but at the same time, I'm able to take those rest periods based on what my needs are, my personal needs, because I'm, I'm a firm believer in that as well. You know, I may yeah. not need 10 hours of sleep all at once. Yeah. I may not need, you know, that eight hours. Um, but I, I can tell you very honestly, six hours of sleep, I need it. I got to have yeah. that. Yeah, and you know what? I don't need to go through Chicago at rush hour. <laughs> you know, so... Um, well, probably you, none of us need right? to do that. <laughs> so, but you can, you know, it gives us that flexibility to lay down and take a nap. Right. And head in at 7, you know, after the, right. the traffic yeah, clears. Yeah, time it out a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, you can use it in that situation as well. So, the drivers can use this to their benefit. Um you know, we definitely don't want to push people to, to do it if they're not comfortable with it. Right. You know, but um, it does allow that flexibility everybody's been asking for. Yeah, it it absolutely adds another layer, to, you know, to that to that whole drive day and, mm-hmm. and how you're going to handle those situations. And, I, you know, I still kind of have to roll back to the, the customer because yeah. – we get into situations all the time, and every every driver sees it. Every driver sees that situation where, okay, this took a little longer to get me loaded than what I thought, or this took me a little longer to unload, and I haven't been doing anything in that time. Yeah. Right? I'm laying in my bunk. I'm in and out, getting some sleep, um, relaxing, watching television, getting something to eat, maybe milling around or exercising, doing whatever a break would, would kind of – culminate yeah. towards and so when you're talking about the shorter pieces to be able to to use that any way you want to would be i think is is pretty helpful yeah. so it is a step closer to that i absolutely agree with you there um in closing what did we miss what didn't we talk about today on that 30 yeah um where you had to take it either sleeper birth or off duty mm-hmm. they can do that on duty even yard move yeah, which that's an interesting twist, too, because at that, that point, again, for me, if I'm moving the truck, mm-hmm. I'm working. Yeah. 
but a lot of times, you know, you'll pull in and you got to wash a windshield mm-hmm. and you do it on your 30-minute break, you know, right. and then you got to pull forward. Well, you had to do it at four miles an hour or it would right. trip to drive and then it would interrupt your break. Right. So you'd be able to do, you know, on duty, clean your windshield, yard move, pull forward into a parking space. Find your find your place. And yeah. And then switch it over to off duty. As long as they're consecutive, okay, and they total 30 minutes and they're not, you know, divided by any type of drive time. Right. Then that'll count as your 30. Then we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's significant. Yeah. Hopefully we can quit having drivers, you know, stay on the fuel islands for 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't <laughs> you want to be plugging up the works. Or right, exactly. Break to be done. And uh, there are some real advantages. So, frankly, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty pleased with the majority of these changes um, just from the standpoint of, of – um, the driver's perspective more so than the company's perspective on those things. Yeah. Uh, not that there aren't advantages for both sides of the house, but just again, kind of offering some flexibility to be able to stretch a little bit more yeah. on how those how those brakes get handled. Yeah, and you know, ultimately, if you're fatigued, you got to shut it down. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It, it really is. You know, it, maybe a two-hour nap is just the thing. You know, and then start your day back up, or maybe you need to take a whole break. Right. You just communicate. Right. You know, um, there's going to be a lot of questions, so I expect a lot of calls when all this yeah, kind of so. progresses. So. Um, and, you know, I like doing that stuff, so. Well, I appreciate your time today, Emma. Thanks so much for sitting down and talking through. This is, you know, a hot-button topic. We've got other things in the industry. There's always something cooking, right, in terms At of legislation. 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I had some uh, some questions today as far as the, the new drug testing that they're taking a look at and hair yes. follicle testing and all those things. So I think in the future it would be good as we, you know, we have those topics and things become quote-unquote law that, you know, yeah. to be able to sit down and have some discussion about it's always good. I think it open opening that dialogue up for everybody just to kind kind of paint a clear picture so yeah yeah i do appreciate your time today thank you for having me thank you so another edition of beyond the cab thanks